bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, on this day, we celebrate the outpouring of your Holy Spirit. We pray that you would help us to recognize the work of the Holy Spirit in our own lives. Remind us to, to listen to your Spirit when he guides and directs when he works, when he enlightens, and when he calls. Help us. Help us, O Father, to to not only believe with our hearts, but by the power of your Spirit to live the faith in our lives each and every day in ways that the world can see the hope that we have in the salvation you grant to us because of Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. Our gospel lesson today takes place in the gospel of John And to put it into context, it's part of a a lengthy conversation and even prayer that Jesus has with his disciples in that upper room on the night that he's betrayed. This is that conversation that's taking place during the Passover meal. Uh, The beginning of that conversation still includes Judas before he leaves to betray Jesus. It's quite lengthy, several chapters in the gospel. And in this particular section, Jesus begins talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, we know that the Holy Spirit is outpoured on the day of Pentecost, as we heard read in in Acts chapter 2. And and Kim, you did a great job with all of those uh, names. But we forget that that was the beginning. And the Holy Spirit continues to be poured out upon God's people in every time and in every place. Working in faith in our hearts. On that day of Pentecost, it was a very visible thing when God's Spirit was poured out to the apostles. Tongues of fire dancing on their heads and a mighty wind roaring. I like to say that God lit a fire, not under them, but over them. Because immediately what did they do? They went out into the streets and they began to preach and they began to witness Christ. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, and you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. The Spirit of truth. 
To witness to Jesus Christ is to know that we have the truth on our side. And if there's one thing I've learned in years of ministry is the world doesn't like to hear the truth. And quite frankly, a lot of us don't like to hear the truth either. When the scriptures convict us of something that we're doing wrong, we run away or we push it away. We don't want to hear it. The truth is not easy. And yet when we testify to Jesus Christ, when we bear witness to him, we stand in God's truth. Jesus reminds his disciples, I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I'm going to him who sent me and none of you asks me where are you going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go... I will send him to you. The helper. That's what Jesus calls the Holy Spirit. The helper. It is the Holy Spirit that works in our lives every day. There's not a time that he's not working. He's working right now. He's opening our ears to hear God's word. He's opening our minds, hopefully, to a greater understanding and our hearts to a, an attitude that's Christ-centered and Christ-focused. It is the Holy Spirit that keeps working in our lives to, if you will, help us to stand against that sinful nature that we battle every day. It's the Holy Spirit who helps us to grab a hold of the promises of God and his word and to know that we are loved by Jesus Christ. And when he comes, that is the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin. There's all sorts of sins that we can think about. We can go through the scriptures and we can see the commandments that have been uh, given to us. We can, can think about the things that we have done wrong and the things that we have left undone. But in the gospel today, Jesus specifically points out the worst sin. Unbelief. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Perhaps we at times in our own lives struggle with unbelief. That's why we turn back to Scripture and we dig into it and we see how God is working in our lives in ways that, that a lot of times we don't even understand. But we trust and we, we know that he's working. 
but you look at the world around us and the unbelief that exists in the world where people discount the reality of God and the truth of who he is. And unfortunately, all too many will continue to reject Christ even until their last breath. The Holy Spirit is there to to help us to deal with with the unbelief that's around us in the world every day. It's the Holy Spirit who can empower us and enlighten us and give us the wisdom of the right words to say. And it's the Holy Spirit who can, if you will, pound on the hearts of unbelievers until they relent. But how are they to hear if no one tells them? And how are they to know the truth if we keep it to ourselves? And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Righteousness. The simple definition of being in a right relationship with God. But here, Jesus says concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. That ascension into heaven. That separation from Christ physically. He goes to the Father. We can't see him. But his righteousness he leaves with us. He reminds us in the words of promise that because of his death on a cross, we are washed clean in his blood. And we are declared holy and righteous in the sight of Almighty God. And even though he ascends into heaven, his righteousness remains with us. We may not feel righteous all the time, but we are. We are God's holy people, a people set apart from the world, a people who are to think different, who are to act and behave different, who are to speak different from the world around us so that it becomes obvious to others that there's something unique about us, that the despair of the world does not impact us, that the challenges our world face we face through the eyes and the heart of Christ, putting our hope and our trust in him because we are his righteous people. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Judgment. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. So often when we hear the word judgment, we think that that word is being applied directly to us. And we talk about judgment day as if somehow we're all going to have to face the judge. 
And yet here Christ points to not simply us, but to the ruler of this world, that is to the, to the devil himself. You can call him by all sorts of different names, adversary, enemy, devil, tempter, you know, all of those kinds of things. But he's the one that's going to receive the ultimate judgment of Christ. Because he's worked so hard to destroy the lives of people in this world. To draw them away from the truth of who Jesus Christ is. And into a life filled with lies and dishonor and deceit. You know, I've studied Judgment Day for years and I always forget about this verse, that the true judgment is not upon us. That's going to happen, but the true judgment is upon Satan himself. So you see, Satan hasn't quite figured out yet that he's already been defeated at the cross. But the victory's ours. And the victory belongs to all of the believers in Jesus Christ. That's the plain truth that Jesus is sharing with his disciples. And then he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. I can relate to that. There are times when I want to preach a sermon where I just want to keep going and going and going because I have many things to say to you. And I think maybe I have a captive audience. I've never tried it, but I, I want to someday keep going and going and going and, and see who can't take it anymore, Al. <laughs> and who gets up and who leaves. I don't know. Just consider yourself blessed because Luther sometimes preached for two or three hours. And they didn't have pews, they had to stand. But Jesus still has many things to say. And he says them in the word. In spite of the working of Satan, the word still stands. And he works through the apostles and through all of those in the New Testament to see that his words, his insights are recorded and then shared with us in the power of the word because you see, it's the spirit of truth who shines through the cross. And you notice here in this picture, kind of, it's hard to read the words, the spirit of truth. Because you see, the real job of the Holy Spirit is not to have all of the emphasis on himself, but rather he wants to shine the light on the cross of Christ. Because it's the cross of Christ upon which our lives of faith are built. That's the truth. Our lives of hope are built on the cross. And our salvation is in the cross of Christ. The spirit of truth will come. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come.
the day of Pentecost, the day that those tongues of fire appeared on the heads of of the apostles, the day when they went out and began to speak in other languages and each one heard them in their own language is a day in which they began to publicly proclaim to all people gathered in Jerusalem from all places the victory of life in the cross of Christ. He will glorify me. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. And it's that task that also has been placed upon us to give glory to Jesus Christ in our own lives. That as we go forth today out into the world, that we look for those opportunities, that we pay attention to those opportunities that the Holy Spirit gives to us to share Jesus in simple ways, in kind ways, in ways that set us apart from the way the world would react and the world would behave. To share Jesus in our words and in our deeds, in our attitudes and from our hearts. To proclaim the day of the Lord, the day of salvation. My friends, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit started the church more than 2,000 years ago. And it's the Holy Spirit who still guides us. Pay attention to the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.